Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Belle. Belle, man, how are you doing tonight? I now have the power of all the companies. Have you seen that? TikTok. Uh, is this like the Disney thing where like Mickey Mouse and like the the Infinity Stones or something? <laughs> no, it's it's this guy and he's and he's getting a Moderna vaccine and he's like, all right, so to schedule your you know next shot in two weeks, he's like, no need. It's like, what do you mean? It's like now I have all five companies, <laughs> the power of all five companies <laughs> flowing through my veins. It's, it's it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. I'll have to send it to you, but yeah, yeah, definitely send it to me. But no, you. Uh, now I've 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 had my my two shots. I've got I'm all vaccinated up. But you you sir, yeah, you sir have gotten your shots. You've gotten your you gotten your J and J before got got the pause on. Yeah, I got I got uh, I got actually the day before because like I got it on Monday and then Tuesday they were like, oh, we're gonna pause it for a minute. But you know, apparently there's no call for concern or anything like that, especially since uh, the issue that they're investigating only affects women. And um, it's a very, very, very rare chance. And it's also a, a type of side effect that happens with other medications. So that's what they're trying to rule out now. Is this, is this caused by the other medication these women are on or is it caused by whatever, but you know, neither here nor there, but yes, I am, I am, I'll be vaccinated like fully whatever in like two weeks when it takes effect Woo-hoo. and I'll be able to go out and do things and that'll be fun. Yay! It's fun to go out and do things. I, I I've I've missed it. I've missed it. Getting after after I got the second Moderna shot and recovered from the whole second Moderna shot. I uh, it it's been nice to go out to restaurants and uh, and and go out into the world without fear. Um, still masking it up. Want to make sure that we're not uh, doing anything, you know, to to spread it to other folks and everything. But man, it's uh, it's it's nice to to start feeling feeling the back half of this thing. You, you feel you feel the power. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? Honestly, I think I'm just going to wear masks forever now. I, I actually really love it, dude. Like the the anonymity is amazing. Well, I mean, not only that, you know, like, you know, I, I rob banks and so like I kind of have to wear it for my job. Well, I, well, I, oh, wait, 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 that's, that ain't real. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no. But I remember back, you know, you and I, we grew up in kind of not, not necessarily a small town per se, but like compared to the rest of the country, I mean, it's the biggest city in the state, but like, that's not saying much. That's not saying much. And like the other thing too, is like, you know, uh, especially kind of near the last couple of years that I was there because of kind of the success of Pottery and kind of being a big, you know, uh, podcast company in Mississippi, I, I became kind of, I mean, not to brag, but I was a bit of a known entity. You're like an F-list celebrity. Well, yeah, it's hyper local celebrity, and not even celebrity, hyper known, like hyper local known entity, and I couldn't go anywhere without being recognized. And I mean, like, not in any kind of like celebrity way, just like, oh, hey, it's 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 the Pottery guy, or hey, it's Bo. And so it was kind of like, you know, like you start wearing a mask, and I'm like, I would love to have gone back and relive those years where it was socially acceptable to cover your face so that people didn't know it was you. <laughs> well, to so yeah. be fair, the cap always gave me away. Yeah, I don't know. I I just like I didn't get sick this this winter. Um, like I usually get like a, a upper respiratory infection like every year. Uh-huh. Um, and that didn't happen this year. Now So so what you're saying is you didn't get a cold? Hey-o! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're and able to tie that, that into this episode. <laughs> we're back on track. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, this is Flash TV Talk, and it is coming to you this week because of your support over at patreon.com slash TV Talk. I'll learn more how you can support the show, get some extra goodies for doing so, and uh, yeah, get, get access to our Discord and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, yo, Bell, you ready to get into it? Let's do it. All right, man, let's jump into The Rundown. The, the Rundown. rundown. 
Episode 7 of Season 7, Growing Pains, directed by Alexandra LaRoche and written by Sam Chelson and Jess Carson. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, although he's healed from his battle with Psyche, Barry's powers seem to be glitching whenever he's around the Speed Force, which is difficult for him as she wants to help in any way possible. However, Barry feels uncomfortable mostly due to the fact that she resembles Nora. Barry tells the Speed Force to leave him alone after she insists on helping him, only making him more annoyed. Meanwhile, at Ivo Labs, a microchip was stolen and a driver was killed by ice-like powers. Kramer believes that it's Killer Frost and issues a warrant for her arrest. Kramer is seemingly just trying to do the right thing with attempting to arrest Frost, yet Frost attempts to prove that she is innocent. Meanwhile, Chester mentions that Sisko and Camilla are out of town and unable to help find this new Frost meta. And although asked to stay put, Frost decides to go to her old bar to find info on the new ice meta from the bartender, Mark Blaine. At the bar, Frost fights off the patrons after a news broadcast reveals that there is a large bounty on her. Frost becomes flustered when Mark removes his shirt after the fight. After Caitlin is arrested due to an anonymous tip, Frost deduces that Blaine was the true culprit and returns to the bar to confront him. Now calling himself Chill Blaine, he reveals that he created the microchip before he was fired and used his own cryogenic tech to frame Frost. Mark reveals he's been tracking Frost for years, seeing a kindred spirit with her due to his obsession with ice. Mark is jealous of Frost's powers and thinks that she can do much more with them, which is why he wanted to copy them for himself using his technology. Fight ensues and Chill Blaine blinds Frost with ice and manages to restrain her. Using her own ice blade, Frost impales herself in Chill Blaine, wounding him. During the encounter, Frost was able to record Chill Blaine's confession of his crimes. At the same time, Kramer and the MetaHuman Task Force arrive at the bar to arrest Frost with force if need be. However, Frost decides to give herself up for her old crimes she did commit when she and Caitlin were one person. Later, Barry apologizes to the Speed Force after arguing with her, and now, with her fully healed, they are ready to take on the other forces. Yeah, not not exactly a uh, cliffhanger ending, but that's all right. That's all right. There was a lot of good that happened this episode. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, it would have been a cliffhanger there for, for, for the standoff at the end of the bar and then for the next episode for Kate, or for Frost to decide to, like, turn herself in. But that was resolved peacefully. Uh, Barry and Nora, they kind of, like, you know, hashed out their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have to all be cliffhangers, man. I know it's the CW, but not every episode has to end with drama. Sometimes... Things just kind of work themselves. I mean, well, I guess you could say, like, technically, you know, Killer Frost going to prison is kind of a dun dun dun. But yeah, yeah. They didn't end it like but I mean, that. yeah, but, but like, yeah. There's there's no real cliffhanger, which is surprising because we're jumping into a small hiatus, correct? Yeah, man. That's the uh, that's the word on the uh, internet streets. Now we've been wrong here before. We've definitely been burned in the past. But the CW has confirmed in their new promo that. On Tuesday, May 4th, we'll uh, return with episode eight. And uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's something to, you know, giving us a little bit of peace to head out. You know, like, I, like <laughs> we all love speculation for sure. And, you know, there'll be some speedster speculation here later on in this episode. But, you know, sometimes it's nice to wrap it up in a nice little bow. But, like, hype is real, man. You got to get that hype train going. And, like... The hype train is struggling this season, man. Let's just be real. The hype train is is struggling a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, I suppose uh, there there's some interesting things with the forces and where they're going to go with them. Godspeed, like, wasn't he supposed to show up or something? Like, I don't know. Like, it, where, like, you know, you know, I need, I need that bam, 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 bam level of hype. You know, like the yeah. the, the 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 swaghorn level of hype. But yeah, I'm I'm currently like at a at a recorder level of hype. That that sounds about right. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're we're not we're not we're not nowhere near that level. I mean, it says something when an episode of the Flash with the Flash in it has the Flash as 
you know, the, I guess, you know, has two storylines and the flash storyline is the least interesting of the one that's going on in the episode. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like I really, I, you know, I don't think this has ever happened in the history of the series. I actually found Caitlin's story. I rather uh, Frost's story far more interesting than Barry's story. Uh, and like, and not in like a, that's because Barry's was so bad. No, like the Frost story was actually really, really good. I don't, I've, I've been jonesing for like a, a quality killer frost story and I don't think that we've really gotten it to this level and I'm I'm super enjoying it yeah no I, I think it was because the frost story was a little bit more unpredictable like I wasn't entirely sure what was gonna happen like was she gonna kill chillblain was she gonna like try to bust out and like you know you can't take me alive kind of thing like mm. you know whereas with the Barry storyline yeah he's gonna make up with the speed force we all know that's gonna happen so let's talk about chillblain real here real quick all right when when he popped up on the scene uh you know at first I thought he was gonna be the new captain Colt. I, I I wasn't quite sure when he first popped up and like you know they had the fight at the bar and he took off his shirt and Caitlin was like mm, yeah you know um, I thought okay maybe maybe this will be like is this is this gonna have a love interest where they're gonna go off and they're gonna write her character out somehow I don't know I didn't see him being like a uh, like an ongoing rogue or anything like that yeah I didn't I didn't I didn't quite see that I I didn't see that like I thought it was going to be something important with Caitlin's story I don't think so anymore. Interesting. I I just I thought we were going to see like a post crisis like Captain Cold two type situation. Chillblain is interesting that they went in this route, and it makes sense that they kind of made him a little bit of a um, a frosty snack, if you will, uh, a, a cold cut, if you will. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, a little bit more of a you know kind of a a, a beef sickle. Th- there you go, little go. I, I, frozen beef what do you is there when you put it on ice because it goes bad oh, uh, steakums 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 that's frozen beef <laughs> <laughs> joe blaine man uh joe blaine's an interesting character you know it's it's interesting if you do a google search for him and you see any image of him you don't even have to look up the date to know he was created in the 90s i mean that is a costume that is straight <laughs> out of uh x-men and fi- found its ways into the dc universe on who is essentially kind of a boy toy for uh a golden glider um typically she utilizes and there's been several chill blains uh from one to four if i'm not mistaken and and she'll utilize the technology of her brother and kind of equip a guy that she's got a little bit of a thing for but this is a very different take on chill blain for one thing obviously there's no connection with golden glider at least not at this stage but beyond that generally speaking Golden Glider goes for guys that are, you know, handsome, cuts, built, ready, ready for action, can handle their themselves in a bit of a fight, in a you know, a firefight or a cold fight as as the case may be, but not exactly the sharpest tools in the shed. Like typically these are kind of like dumb hot guys, if you will. And no, this Chillblain is actually pretty pretty smart. Yeah, that's that's a that's a huge deviation from the comics there. Because you know, when when you're when you're uh, a villain, you don't want your henchmen to be smarter than you. Exactly. When you're the henchman already, you know, like when you're a henchman going to get a henchman for yourself. Well, I mean, you know, she's I would say she's less of a henchman and more like of a lower tier villain. Uh, She graduated. I don't know when a supervillain has a sister that's kind of added to the gang. That's it's kind of like when your your younger brother, your younger like sister, like is like hanging out with the rest of the crowd. They're kind of in that henchman status until they kind of earn their way up into like, you know, until you graduate and then they become more of like the main friend circle and then they're actually a villain. And that's when they need to go and get their henchman. I'm just saying she's been a henchman before. So she needs to, you know, she knows what to look for. Yeah, I'll give you that. All right, chill, Blaine, Frost. I, I I would ship them under different circumstances to be sure. Although I don't know, man, maybe I'm shipping Frost and Allegra. Like I, I didn't realize they were buddies. Frost Allegra? Lagrost. 
Lagrost. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I, yeah, don't, I don't. I don't know how to make ship names. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah we, we've never. We've never been successful in the past. I don't know why we're starting now. But regardless, I uh, mean, no. even though we had the best one, which one? I think all of ours were great. I mean, uh, uh, Team Virus. Oh, we were all about the virus. We got. We we were talking about the virus. We had a virus pandemic for a while. <laughs> no, we, that didn't. I don't know. Actually, it's probably good that that one didn't take off. Yeah. <laughs> Should have should have been virus. Yeah. So Allegro is in this episode. I like that. Unfortunately, Allegro kind of is is now because <laughs> what a flip. Typically, it's you know Caitlin also in this episode. This one was more like Allegra also in this episode. Although also Iris also in this episode. And you know while we're at it, how about I don't know. I mean Joe also in this episode. Joe kind of had some important stuff. I, I mean, guess like, he did. Yeah. You know yeah. like like you know his his revelation about like you know how the justice system works and how his his hands are tied and things like those those are important elements to the plot. Um, Cecile also in this episode. Yes, yes, Cecile also in this episode. Yes, there was there was a lot of also's in this episode, and that's for already, you know, cutting down the cast a little bit. Cisco not in this episode, for example. Uh, yeah, Chester very much in this episode. Really, am actually finding his kind of social awkwardness, like in a in a weird way, kind of refreshing. You know, a lot of times we we get these kind of dorky characters that are kind of embraced as normal or like their dorkiness is adorkable, right? Whereas Chester has something of a social awkwardness that's so awkward that even kind of the dorky characters around him look at him like, really? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, there, there's... When you're, you know, when, when you're a dork yourself and like your friends are dorks and like your dorkiness is like on the same level, yeah. but then like the new kid comes in who is also a dork, but like he's, you know, East Coast dork and you're West Coast <laughs> dork or something, you know, and like <laughs> the dorkiness true. is just, it just doesn't mesh well. So like, you know, it's, it's a different kind of dork where, where, where he's from. Uh, what, oh gosh. What was the name of the small town outside of Central City they grew up in? Uh, the, the one in the nineties. Yeah, the, <laughs> maybe maybe the you know the the that's that's like small town dork and he's now big city and he needs to adjust to big city dork. But right, something yeah. something about that. But I, I mean, he's self aware enough to realize like when he does that. But at the same time, I I, I really appreciated that, and so I think uh, it it adds kind of a different kind of characterization than we've seen from kind of the team in the past. And I like, you know, it, it, it feels as though, especially with last episode and kind of like a little bit this episode, even as a side character, we're starting to get a sense of who Chester is. I was super worried early on that they were going to like lean into this like stalker status that he had with the girl from Jitters a while back. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm glad they dropped that real quick because that, that I don't think that would have been a very interesting take. Um, I don't mind like, I, you know, I, I like the, the whole, you know, he's, he's a gamer. He's, he's nerdy. He's got kind of that social awkwardness and, you know, he's, he's Cisco to the, maybe to the extreme, uh, almost, almost a characterization of old school Cisco, uh, with that kind of nerd, you know, nerd vibe cranked up to 11. So I'm, I'm all for it. The flip side of that though, man, is that, you know, Allegra and Chester both kind of came on at the same time as kind of part of the newer team flash or the team flash B team. And I don't, know that we've really gotten a chance to see who Allegra is yet. In fact, you know, you could be forgiven for forgetting that she actually had powers up until this episode because she hasn't really used them in, I don't know, it feels like two years. So I, I, again, right, like the first three episodes of this season were technically season six. So like she did use them in those. She was whammied by her own powers by like, you know, Brainiac, Super Think, 
berry. Right, 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 right. And, you know, she tried them when they were separating the Wellses and things like that. So, but yeah, it's it's like every time, <laughs> every time she goes and uses her powers, I momentarily forget that she has them. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, that's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. Like, to, yeah. like, this episode wasn't a, you know, uh, like a catastrophic or kind of cosmic event. It was more in, in a practical sense, like, oh, you know, it's like a real... Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, let me just do that real quick because I'm a meta and I can just do this whenever I want to. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I, I appreciated that that we're kind of seeing some of that. I'm I'm curious, though, who she is going to be. Um, and hopefully we'll see a little bit more of that uh, in, in the future. Now, one thing, <laughs> there's a couple of things that, that I noticed early on that were kind of, you know, real world related. For one thing, of course, uh, that, you know, Frost makes a joke about having to quarantine and uh, once again, I thought, "Whoa, no! All right, are we? Is this is this a plot point? Is quarantining for story reasons now? Are we going to do this?" <laughs> Ended up not going there. No. But see, no. this gets back to a point that we made before. Uh, why? Why not? Why? Why not have to some extent the real world impact what's going on? Like the most off-putting, if I may, moment in the episode was when Chester made a reference to Baby Grogu, and I was yeah. like, "How you know about Grogu?" Like Grogu came like we got that name during the pandemic and during quarantine. Like what do you, what do you talk about baby Grogu? I think there's difference between referencing pop culture and referencing um current events. I don't know, man. I think that there's a like I, I don't know. Well, did, didn't we talk about this though? I feel like I feel like we've talked about this. We have talked about it. But that's the thing when you're making like pop culture references that are that fresh, like uh, you know, relevant to what's going on in the world right now, there's something about that that is a little I don't know. I just feel like they they could have gone. I guess we're living in an alternate timeline where Baby Grogu exists, but COVID doesn't. I yeah, but again, you know, it's it's. It, I th- I feel like it's one of those things where it's it just doesn't belong here in the Flash, right? Like this is this is a show that people watch as a, as a means of escapism and things like that. I'm assuming the writer's decision to not include it was something was intentional, right? People are already, you know, stressed out uh, about the whole pandemic and like quarantining and all that kind of things. And so maybe they'll like have a wink and a nod here about it, but they don't want to full on bring people out of the escapism that the show allows them. Right. Okay. So yeah. pop culture references are fine, but like current events, like current affairs and, and, and things such as superhero comic book TV shows. I don't, I don't think that's the right place for it. Okay. I mean, fair enough. The flip side of that, and I mean, I'll do this with, I think, without spoiling another show, is if you've been following, you know, Captain or uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, there's an entire plot line that was going to be about a pandemic that has been essentially cut, and it's made some of the storytelling a little choppy to the point where you're kind of like, wait, it seems like what's going on right now should be important for different reasons, but it's kind of hard to figure it out. And so, like, they went in a different, obviously... There was a actual storyline that was intentionally removed here there, you know, in another media, you think like, okay, well, you could have like actually included this as something that has happened in the world or something that is happening in your world. Um, But in both situations, I guess, like you said, you're trying to walk that line of providing escapism without, you know, without pulling people into, I guess, the real world tragedy that we're in. So, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. Grogu took me out of it for that reason, though. I was like, that's, I associate Grogu. I associate Grogu with the pandemic and quarantine and everything. Oh, yeah. See, I, I don't because he's still Baby Yoda to me. I mean, Grogu is like, whatever. Yeah, sure. Like when he said, if he had said, oh, sweet Grogu, I'd have been like, huh? But he said Baby Grogu. And I was like, oh, yeah, because that's Baby Yoda. I think if he had said Baby Yoda, then I probably wouldn't have. Even though I guess, when did Mandalorian, when did Mandalorian season one come out? 
that was pre-pandemic, right? Yeah, it was pre-pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So if you had said Baby Yoda, then it probably wouldn't have done it. But Grogu is just a word that I now associate with kind of that, that point in the timeline. All right, let's talk about what's going on with Barry. Early on, we see that Nora, Nora, aka the Speed Force, is is living with uh, Barry and Iris. Uh, we see specifically Iris referring to Nora as Nora. We see Barry specifically referring to her not as, hey, it's the Speed Force. <laughs> And it's fairly clear that he is uncomfortable with the scenario. Now, did did you feel as though there was something more going on besides just kind of his own personal trauma? Or or what did you think was going on with Barry here? Yeah, I felt to him it was weird to have this entity that he has had this different type of connection with take the image of his mother and be like a completely different type of connection. You know, like I I think that would be kind of weird, right? Like that would feel like, for example, let's say, you know, your, your mother passed away and then you find out that your mother had a twin that you never knew about and tries to come back in your life. Right. Right, And, and tries to pretend like your mom didn't die. I I feel like that would be odd, right? Yes. But we like, that's basically the situation with Jay. Like, and he's hung out with Jay several times. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you could argue the difference is that he lost Nora at such a young age. So that's, you know, where he had to, he has these years of childhood that was kind of disrupted by that immediate sudden loss. Whereas with Henry, it was, you know, he's, he was older. He was able to process it a little bit differently. He was involved to some extent. I don't, so maybe, you know, there, there yeah, might he, be he lost his mother at a young age versus, yeah you know, his father at an older age. I mean, like, no, that's fair. Uh, and, uh, you know, with Barry, we see that a lot comes down to that relationship that he has with his mom. You think the Speed Force would know this. Yeah, but that's why that's why the Speed Force took that form is because of his connection with his mother. He's like, hey, this might be cool. Like, you know, it, it's, it's this like... This would the, be cool. Let me traumatize you. That'll be fun. But the Speed Force doesn't understand that. Like, you know, it, it's it's like mm. somebody who tries to... Like, they, they, might, they might be... Uh, blunt about like something being like i think your hat looks dumb um as a as a means of like saying hey yeah maybe you shouldn't wear that but like they they're just very blunt about how they say it because they don't understand how societal interactions and and things like that and like you know clues about what's what's the the social cues social cues thank you yeah social cues right like you know if somebody asks you how you think that looks then you know you don't always tell them i I think it looks really bad and you look terrible um (laughs) you know like like (laughs) even though even though you might be coming from a good place and you're giving your honest opinion and and you think that might help the person you don't understand the 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 impact of that on that person i think that's what the speed force is coming from because she's this cosmic entity kind of thing it doesn't really understand human emotions and the intricacies thereof and so you know it's like ah barry really likes his mom i'll be his mom barry's like that's freaking weird and and she's like i don't see why i'm your mom you like your mom he's like but you're not my mom (laughs) you know like like that that kind of thing like she's coming from from a uh i feel a place of of goodness and good-heartedness but she doesn't understand what kind of like psychological damage that's doing to barry that's right and i mean there is also kind of the deity being so far removed from humanity that it is unable to understand humanity itself. Yeah, like Dr. Manhattan, I you know, I grow tired of these people a, and their problems. Yes. I'm going to go make my own people. <laughs> I would say the difference though here is that she seems very interested in learning more about humanity if for no other reason than trying to understand Barry. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, there's there's some of that at play. Yeah, I you know, We'll, we'll see where it goes. You know, we, we speculated a little bit last week about what's going on with her in terms of the lightning. And I said, you know, from the previews, it appeared that she did, she had, you know, red, yellow, blue lightning, no green. And so the implication, of course, is that 
these are maybe connections to lightnings that we've seen associated with the Speed Force. It, you know, I mean, we've talked about it to death. It's confusing the way in which they showcased the the various forces using various lightnings. And now she's got lightnings. I don't think that's supposed to imply that she's connected to the sage and strength force. But at the same time, maybe it is. Is it possible that because the still force is the opposite of the speed force that she is in some way connected to the sage and strength force? I don't know, because like, you know, so we got we got blue, which is the artificial connection. You know, we've said that before. We got uh, the the red, which is negative, And then we got Barry's yellow. So like she has all three of those, which is weird to me. I don't see why she would have blue lightning at all because mm. that represents you know as, as as we've kind of understood it an artificial connection to the speed force but she is the speed force why would her lightning be anything but the same color as berries i mean is she the speed force I, oh, yeah you know and that could be the thing maybe she's not maybe she you know because yeah and, and, and that same argument like why would she have negative speed force I did like Lightning. how she was utilized this episode. Like it seemed like they were going to start using her for more of like a Google or, or like an uh, Alexa type situation. Uh, Chester made the comparison to Zordon. I was sitting here thinking like, she's not Zordon. If she, anything, she's Janice from the good place. I don't know. Janet. Was it Janet or Janice? I don't, I don't watch the good place. You don't watch the good place. Why you don't watch the good place? I don't know. I just, just never, I don't know. Janet. It was Janet. So Janet in the good place was like a, so it's like in heaven, you know, or, you know, quote unquote, the good place. Uh, if you ever need anything, you would just say Janet and she would appear and you could ask her any question. And she knew the answer to every single question. And you could say, Hey, I want some, uh, you know, some, some pistachio ice cream with sprinkles of whipped cream and a side of uh, T-bone steak. And then boom, it would just magically appear right there. That's pretty cool. That's kind of what the speed force is, or at least the way, because like, oh, the speed force, zoom, she comes running in. And then like, oh, we need to know the, you know, third number of pi. And she's like, everybody knows that. It's one, two, three. Actually, I don't know pi. So yeah, the point is that she knows all the stuff. (laughs) She's got it there. So it works. Yeah, well. I don't know. I, I don't know the reference, but yeah, she she has she has been kind of like a battery of knowledge. Well, I mean, kind of like, you know, she answered that one question, but that sort of made Barry angry because he's like, I want to be the hero. And so, you know, we'll see if they utilize that in the future. I don't I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like they're kind of going that route anymore, which might be a good thing. Yeah, it'll, it'll, Although, be, it'll be interesting. Go ahead. Well, so, OK, if they don't go that route, we know that the Speed Force knows everything. Then, like, why wouldn't they ask the Speed Force about everything to, like, solve problems and stuff? Yeah, it I, just kind of creates that plot hole where now they have to write around that and or just ignore it, you know. And if they ignore it, eh. I think that's going to go into the forgetful force on that one. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, the you you didn't see anything for. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Well, okay, so Killer Frost or rather Frost is taken away. We we did get a chance to see kind of that dynamic where Caitlin was actually able to step up. And essentially save Frost. Um, so kind of that nice, uh, nice little trade off there. Yeah, that was that was pretty neat. <laughs> it's it's kind of odd that like you know, Frost's first instinct was to break her out as opposed to you know listen to them when they're like, oh yeah, they got no, they they got nothing on you. Like they're gonna let you go in like fifteen minutes. And Frost is like, nah, we're breaking you out. She's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I I I, I think. So at first, when Joe shows up to arrest her or went to, to arrest Caitlin, that is, I was actually of the mindset that we were about to see kind of like an Ocean's Eleven type situation, like that Frost or rather that Caitlin was in on it. They were going to rob a casino. 
well, not robbing the casino. But you know what I mean? Like the whole like, like you see something and then we pull back and we learn that, oh, but it was, you know. It was, was Agatha all, all along. Time. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I thought that was the direction we were going in. No, I, I yeah, I wasn't. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so about that. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. I did like the fact that it did give Caitlin that opportunity to kind of, you know, talk frost down and and you know she did make mention of the fact that like this is the first time that she feels that this has been a good separation that's occurred and you know you do get that sense where it is it you know even when joe's being interrogated he's like i can promise you that that caitlin is not frost not like it's like i am glad you're asking me this question today yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) if you'd asked me even like three days ago couldn't have said it but yeah so it worked out and everybody's happy and everybody's safe and scene (laughs) that's and that's the end end of the series everybody yeah everything's everything's fine everything's resolved speedster speculation (laughs) 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 all right so here's the thing about speedster speculation what what is there to speculate about bell here's my thing who exactly is the big bad this season? What 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 is really going on? I feel like we have been like teased out different things. I mean, I you know, you could argue that the forces are supposed to be the big bad, but they're not the big bad of this season. They that is a that is an albatross or red herring or whatever bird you want. That is not I mean, the they big better not be. Season. If 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 the if they're fighting those three forces for the next twenty some odd episodes, that's that's gonna be a cicada part two for me. Yeah, exactly. I think that's exactly where they would be heading with that. But they got to know that. I think that, all right, so generally, whenever we get a new big bad, that person is essentially going to be like the new cast member, right? Like that is the person that is with us all season. I noticed specifically Tom's gone, missing Tom Cavanaugh, missing him hard. I don't care. Don't care what Wells he was. He was always, he was always big benefit on the show. Uh, and, you know, it's not, you know, the show can, can last without him. I'm not saying that we have to have a Tom Cavan. I'm just saying that, you know, he's, he is missed and we, we've needed to cut back characters. That's fine. But generally speaking, we got Malfoy, right? We've got, um, the guy from American pie. Wait, was he in American pie? Yeah. He was the, he, in cicada. Yeah. He cicada, Oh, the cicada guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We got, we got cicada dude. We got the thinker, Chris Klein, maybe the Mrs. Thinker. And we got, so we got them all right. We got we got these characters and they stick around. We're not seeing any of these forces. They're they're showing up like freaks of the week. The psych. We have, we hadn't seen psych. We hadn't seen CGI wrestler lady. We hadn't. <laughs> we, you know we're, we're not we're not seeing turtle 3.0. Like they're not they're not showing up every five seconds. But you know who is showing up every five seconds? Barry Allen. No, come on. No, Nora, <laughs> man. Nora's showing up. I think Nora's the big bad. I think that, that you know, and maybe that's not exactly a hot take. We kind of, you know, teed this up last week. But the way things are structured right now, it would seem to me that Nora, a.k.a. the Speed Force, is being set up to be the big bad of this, you know, either season or half season or graphic novel. I guess we don't fully know exactly what their strategy is here, but that's my assumption. Yeah, I, I feel like when they defeat the forces that... I don't know nor is necessarily going to be the big bad per se like I feel like the, when the forces are defeated that perhaps maybe there'll be an avenue for something to come out that was hiding in the speed force. Uh you explain. Well, like I don't I mean it definitely like I I remember as I was watching this episode at the end when like Barry was like, "Oh, you know, 
um, buddy buddy with with Nora slash Speed Force now. Um, I was like, well, this is a perfect opportunity for for Nora to be like, ha ha, I'm Eobard and stab him. Uh, <laughs> like right when he gets comfortable with the fact that you know the Speed Force has taken the image of his mother. So I don't know. He, I don't think that Nora is. I keep saying Nora. But I, mean, I know it's not confusing. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. But like in my brain, for some reason. It... Well, no, I mean, like Iris refers to as Nora. So I, right. think I, I think we've been taught that you could go either way. OK. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, the, the three lightnings kind of like weird me out. Like I'm wondering if there could be a thing where once the forces are put in check, that those lightnings are going to split out and we're going to have Nora speed force and then like reverse speed force Nora and then like zoom speed force Nora or something. And then we'll have the the Nora that we all know right now and Barry fighting these two other Speed Force entities. It's possible. It's just a mess. Yeah. I, it, but I mean, I don't I don't know. Is like is is uh, Godspeed coming back or something? I mean, I, has Godspeed ever really come forward in the first place? I mean, yeah, that that too. And they're just, you know, like we knew. We knew that we were going to have um, blood work and then crisis and then another villain. We didn't really know what was going to happen after crisis. And so here we have the only thing we really know is we have the forces and then nothing else. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. they're not doing a crossover this year, right? I don't think so. I mean, kind of tough to all things considered. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I don't think so, man. So I, I just, don't know. It's a it's an odd story. It's an odd story. And I, I got to wonder if part of this story has to do with the fact that they knew they would be more limited in the episodes they'd have to tell it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's and it's so strange because we have such a condensed time to tell this story. You'd think that the kind of the caliber of building energy would actually be quite high. And for Frost, it certainly has been. I really do feel like that character has gotten like super redeemed this season. So it's this is not a universal blanket statement on the season as a whole, I suppose, as it is with Barry, with the Flash, with the Speed Force, kind of the the typically our bread and butter, you know, the stuff that we kind of come to the restaurant for. The side items have been really, really great, but but the steak is a little rare for me, or a little <laughs> over, overdone, perhaps. I don't know. Regardless, it's not it's not the story that normally has this kind of like speculating and excited to see what happens next. Last week, I really did feel like, okay, interesting. Like if we're truly dealing with this kind of like, you know, God's fallen from Olympus, maybe there is something there, but they would need to really expand from what's happened in the comics to make it more interesting. And I don't think they're going to do that. This feels very, you know how you have filler episodes? Yeah. This feels like a filler season to get us back into when normal like production time can happen again. Yeah, and you know, I mean, you can't really blame them for that. They're really doing the best they can, you know, given the circumstances. I mean, I, I'm not blaming them for. Look, I, I again, I, I have no problem with people being outside or shooting things so that people are stepping, you know, fr- far back. And you know, I, I I'm of of the mindset that you know, push back the season until you've got the time to be able to re- to do it the right way and and all all that. And I've got I've got no no criticism to lay at the feet there. I think it's just. To me, it just seems like an odd story choice to go this route with it and just fill content. Because, I mean, I can tell you from experience, when you're just putting out, you know, filler content, people don't 
you know, you, you risk losing your audience. If you do too much of that, you gotta, you gotta keep them. You gotta keep things going. You gotta keep that building energy. You gotta keep the investment, the emotional investment that people have in these characters. It needs to pay off. Cause if it, if it doesn't, and you're just stringing them along, well, you got a problem. And so I'm not saying that that's necessarily what's going on here, but I am saying that I'm a little concerned that we're running that risk. Were it me, I would have done an entire season of like, you know, five episode miniseries and just let them kind of go crazy on it. Like have uh flash in the forties flash through time. I mean, like, you know, it was cool actually that last week seeing everybody like, you know, cascaded amongst these different eras and it does kind of give you that taste. What, what if it was team flash was stuck and having to do a pseudo legends of tomorrow esque like run their way back through time. Yeah. Um, and so you had kind of these mini adventures perhaps through the decades as they're, you know, chasing down some sort of, time-based villain i mean that's a that's a cool concept cool pitch i mean or, I've, or, or just or just like you know like like stories out of the blue like flash noir where you know it's just like it's it's the same cast it's just we do like a, a mini series arc with just wildly different premises that don't necessarily have to do have anything to do with the with the plot of the overarching series yeah here's here's a suggestion you know i mean like get get eddie back and do a cobalt blue story like post crisis. Get get Eddie. Eddie comes back. He's been resurrected post crisis, which means that Thawne's back. Yeah. So I they mean, have to kill him again. Well, so like like oh Eddie's here. Zoom zooms over and just like no, cuts post post crisis. He got a vasectomy, man. No, it's fine. It's fine. Is <laughs> is fine. So I'm just saying, like you know, I don't know. There's there's or or you know there there was always a gateway if they wanted to bring him back as kind of cobalt blue. Uh, they absolutely could have. Um, it's fine. They didn't, it's fine. They didn't, but yeah. regardless, that's a storyline. They, they absolutely, that's absolutely out there. They, they could have done. I think there's still a lot of, you know, potential to mine. I think they, even with the rogues, they could have, you know, we've, the way that the rogues have been sprinkled through was exciting early on because we were getting some top name villains. But the problem with that is now that, you know, seven years in, you know, a lot of the top name villains has been kind of used early on as, as throwaway villains, as opposed to like, you know, series season long, uh, villains as they probably should have been. I mean, Captain Cold in particular, you know, lo- love or hate Wh- Whitworth Miller's portrayal. I, I I tend to like it. Regardless, that's a character that could have easily been a season long villain and probably should have been a season long villain in my in my opinion. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to go with a non speedster villain. And if you want to go with like, you know, setting up of a rogues kind of thing. Exactly. Like that would have been, that would have been pretty, pretty amazing. I don't understand why they didn't do that. I don't understand it either. Maybe it's just because too many people, but even then, like you throw, you throw different rogues at them on the freak of the week as they're reporting back to cold. And then at the end of the season, then you bring like your, you know, 20 rogues that the flash has to go up against. I mean, you might break the bank at the end, but it's kind of that Avengers mindset. You you set up all of these characters, you cascade them through, and then you get this big payoff moment. You know, you introduce Cold, right? They have like, you know, a five episode run where they kind of like, you know, feel each other out as far as fights and stuff. And then either, you know, you think you've defeated him. And then, you know, we, we, we then we have like a, another uh, rogue come in and we, we have like, you know, a couple episodes with them and we have a couple episodes with another one. And then we find out like we have these little cedar episodes where it's like, oh, Cold's not actually been in prison. It's like someone else took his place. He broke out and he's been pulling all this stuff by the end. And so Flash does that. Now they got to find his hideout. And I can, they're, now all the rogues are getting together. Yeah. Like you build it up to where, sure, you can have your freak of the week kind of things. But all of these people are rogues. And Cold's leading them all, and at the end we have the big Team Flash versus the Rogues throwdown. You know, yeah, that nah, could have been cool. It didn't happen. 
But in a post-crisis world, still potentially could just with new versions of the characters, and I'd I'd be here for it. I'd be I'd be okay with it. I like in a post-crisis world, you can recast folks, you can reimagine them. You know the 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 world, the multiverse is your oyster. So I say, you know, go go dig up that oyster, crack it open, sprinkle some lemon on it, and eat it. Drink its icker. It's <laughs> <laughs> gross. Yeah. Hi, this is John Wesley Ship, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. All right, man, <laughs> listener feedback. We got some listener feedback this week. Jacob Young uh, wrote in. He said, uh, "What if they are? What if they're after Frost so that she can be a member of the Suicide Squad? Uh, Captain Cold could be back. We could get them against the Flash while they're hunting Frost. Now that's interesting. Like we, you know, we we talk about." you know, who the big bad could be. And we did see that Argus, something was going on with Argus that has not yet been confirmed or denied. Yeah, but there's really not so much to go on that. Like, the only thing we have is, like, are robots infiltrating Argus? Uh, are they collecting super villains for another big thing that we have zero idea about because we've only seen them in one episode? Uh- <laughs> I mean, but it could be. I actually, Frost being recruited uh, into the Suicide Squad, now that's an interesting concept. I actually Absolutely. feel for that. Yeah, no, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. And, you know, maybe there's some, uh, you know, maybe they're trying to send the Suicide Squad against the Flash. Right. And like that's that's a way to get around the whole Caitlin doesn't have to break bad to be a villain. Exactly. It's like she has to fight Flash because if she doesn't, she's dead. Oh, come on. <laughs> That'd be awesome. They that just got cool. real. That, that's that'd yeah. be amazing. Wow. Jacob. Yeah, man. Uh, that that's that would be awesome. Right. That would be super awesome. All right, next one up is uh, coming in from William. Says, Barry is back to playing fast and loose with his secret identity. The only reason his cavalier attitude towards keeping his alter ego unknown hasn't bitten him in the cowl is plot armor. Possible crisis changes aside, a healthy portion of his enemies known know Barry Allen is the Flash. Season seven should end with Barry getting a text saying, Flash, <laughs> followed by a video of Chester bound at the bottom of a lake season eight's arc would be a weekly repeat text character death bury at the funeral each week the killer gets closer to barry's inner circle it doesn't take a speedster or a genius to defeat barry it takes a person that realizes that the way to get to the hero is to get to his loved ones oh and a person that knows barry allen is the fastest man alive the possibilities are endless and again that's coming from uh william i mean but he's not wrong but that's always that's been the case since since Barry stopped blurring his face, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, that they get into, you know, the first time he's met this villain and they're in a fight and the villain's killed like 18 people and he like takes his cowl off. He's like, it's okay, dude. Like, you can change. And <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> yep, yep. Or maybe maybe it's a situation where like, you know, they know his face, but it's the Lex Luthor Justice League animated show where like he's like, ha now I'll find the Flash's secret identity. I have no idea who this is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, uh, that would not be the situation here. I think, I think it's, uh, you know, it, it is the trick. I mean, you, you, you know, you do think about the way that Marvel chose to make the secret identity, a thing of the past with the, for the majority of their heroes. Uh, and it, it makes sense. And especially in a modern world, um, because it does get harder and harder to keep identity a secret, especially when you have AI kind of with facial recognition and, you know, no, nobody in the actual modern age is not going to figure out that Henry Cavill is not Superman. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody's going to figure that. I mean, like that's maybe that's why they CGI'd his mouth. That, so it, it keeps it up. That's part of the superpowers. 
Yeah, yeah. Justice League is actually far more. All right, never mind. Uh, all right. <laughs> and then finally, man, Savage Voice tweets in and says, okay, so I'm sorry, but if the Flash told the police to stand down and Frost was under his protection, uh, who and why would they fight him, uh, all things considered? Literally, all things. You have you you save reality. You get the benefit of the doubt. I think Savage is actually onto something here. I mean, like, if, if Flash had been like, Flash here, Paragon of Love, uh, totally save the multiverse, or, well, <clears throat> this world anyway. Uh, don't don't ask about the rest of the multiverse. <laughs> Point is, you're all alive, and this right here, this Lady Frost, is the reason why. So she's going to chill out with me. We're all going to be cool with that. I think, I think, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. if I was, like, the governor of whatever state Central City's in, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to issue her a pardon. I, I know, mean, like- it would seem. Or, or I mean, in this particular instance, where it's looking like it's like the judge is gonna is gonna um, not uh, not move forward with the charges or something. But like, yeah, you know, it, when the, when the superhero comes out and says, "All right, no, it's cool, everybody. She's cool. Like we've worked it out. You trust me on the Flash." Uh, and if you got a problem with that, well, I mean, you're welcome to come and grab her. <laughs> <laughs> if no, you can. <laughs> I mean that's not very style. It wouldn't go down like that. I, I know, I know, but he, you know. I yeah, it, I I do think that Savage is on something. I will say that they're you know, it, it's funny that they're talking about like ah you know, you know there is an argument to be made that Barry was you know imprisoning metahumans for an entire year plus uh there for a while. So yeah, but you know he just could like be the- like hey guys. Uh, she can just live in my basement. And like, why is that okay? Well, I, I, I may have had some experience with metahumans and, and villain, supervillains living in my basement. And y'all- Look, I have an unconstitutional prison in the bottom of my house. Right. So like- well, and it's also great seeing Team Flash like trying to skirt the law on this one and be like, no, with your record, they'll they'll lock you up. And I mean, hey, Captain Cold actually killed people. I let him roam around free. <laughs> like- yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, I love to see Joe, you know, saying like, well, you know, our, our hands are tied on this and I can't really do anything because we've done enough extrajudicial nonsense uh, in our <laughs> in our vigilante days. So, yeah, it was good to see him being like, Bear, come on, you have imprisoned people falsely. Well, not falsely, but you, you've imprisoned people, you know, against. Uh, yeah, uh, no Miranda you know, sus- rights. Yeah, he, he suspended habeas corpus. So, yeah. like, we're going to let this one slide, Bear. <laughs> We're yeah. gonna go. We're gonna go by the book on this one, okay? <laughs> but even that, like, that would be like great. You know, I loved at the beginning of the episode that they started off by wrapping off, you know, her rap sheet. Right? They they talked specifically about her, you know, the crimes that she's committed, and also acknowledged the fact that she never actually killed anybody, which I I found really really good. Like, we needed for one thing that refresher is helpful, and for another thing, it's nice to actually get that confirmation, especially in a post crisis world, that Killer Frost is not a killer and has not killed anybody. And yeah. maybe probably won't, but I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening. Yeah. I guess did she she didn't kill dude. Blank. No, she just stabbed him in the gut. Right. And then and Barry like uh flash healed him with bandages. That was pretty awesome, by the way. That that uh, you know, like, oh, like you you're not a real meta though. Like, you know, you know what you can't replicate? Boom! Stabbing myself. That was that yeah. was pretty awesome <laughs> that was that was really awesome very hardcore loved loved caitlin this episode or rather loved frost this episode look at me man look, look at us look at us can't even call any of the characters right speed force nora caitlin frost nah you know <laughs> whatever you want for for some reason though that scene where like you know chill blaine had her restrained and you know it's like you might have my powers but you know one thing you don't have it just it just kind of reminded me of like 
I don't know why, but it reminded me of, of uh, Christian Bale's Batman, where he's like, I'm not wearing hockey pads. I'm not wearing, hockey pads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing cold gloves. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Hey, y'all, thanks so much for this feedback and uh, your thoughts on the episode. Always appreciate getting those in. Be, be sure to uh, uh, send them in whenever you'd like. You can, of course, tweet in the show at Flash TV Talk. Or you can tweet Bell at Ring That Bell. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at potastery.com. That's P O D A S T E R Y dot. Also, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash flash TV talk. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides excellent music for our show. You can listen to the rest of his cool stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. TV podcast. That's a thing. TV talk.fm is a place to find them, including us. TV talk.fm. That's going to do it for us for this week. But don't worry. We'll be back in a flash. of the chill <laughs> and my name is blaine blaine <laughs> i didn't realize that was my last name i have the first. powers of blaine chill is my birth name <laughs> but i got the powers of blaine <laughs> yeah my name is actually chill and and i i received the amulet of blaine <laughs> and it bestowed me with frost-like powers funny how that works i don't i don't know is Blaine a, a cold word? I thought it was just some dude's name from the 90s.
Blaine. Blaine. All right, let's let's do this. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news. Oh my goodness, let me try that one more time. <laughs> it sounded like you were just like going in slow mo there for a second. <laughs> we're, 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 the still force got me. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the podcast. The Sage Force got me on that one. All right, we're gonna power through with the Strength Force. Welcome to Flash TV Talk. All right, all right, all right. and scene. <laughs>